With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York is the city that never sleeps, and neither does Sal Licata. From Flushing in the Bronx to the Meadowlands in MSG, Sal sounds off on the biggest sports news of the day. Welcome to WFAN Daily with Sal Licata. Sal Licata here with another edition of WFAN Daily, recording this as the Super Bowl has just ended. Man, my, my initial thoughts on that whole thing, and there's a lot we could get into over the course of the next 10 to 15 minutes or so, but my initial reaction to it was not only the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, but like I actually felt bad for Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, specifically Kyle Shanahan, because I thought he coached a, a good game. You know, the Niners, th- this is why, like, the game was back and forth and really nobody deserved to lose that game. I know the Niners made some stupid mistakes on special team, the misfield, you know, the missed extra point, uh, the botched punt, which changed the game obviously and got the chiefs back into it. But the Niners, it felt like they were in control. The majority of the game and the majority of the game was crap. The fourth quarter was great. Overtime was great. The drama building up the closeness of the game, all that stuff. But this was a Super Bowl that was there for the taking for the 49ers, a team that was looking for revenge on the Chiefs dating back a few years ago when they first met in the Super Bowl. Shanahan versus Reed. Same thing. Mahomes, you know, got his first one back then in the 2019 season in the 2020 Super Bowl. So this was the chance for the Niners to get theirs. And, oh, man, just to see the look on Shanahan's face, to know the disappointment that you get this close, you've come all this way, you get back to that point to have another opportunity to this time finish the job. You had them beat. You want to talk about being conservative and settling for a field goal. Again, we can talk about some of the special team stuff or the plays that happened throughout the course of the game. But man, they were in control the whole way. And really, and I found myself... I picked the Niners to win the game on Friday and because I just thought it was maybe their time. And then this morning, Sunday morning, I felt like, eh, I don't know. You know, sometimes instead of going against the streak, you go with the streak, meaning the Chiefs. I've been betting against them or picking against them or doubting them. Maybe you just ride with them because of their greatness. But I found myself rooting for Kansas City in this game. And even with rooting for them, I still felt bad for the Niners and also still felt from the perspective of rooting for the Chiefs, you know, 
any mistake they make on those final two drives, you know, the one in regulation to tie the game, and then, of course, the one in overtime to end up winning it, any mistake that they make, obviously an interception, obviously a fumble, like, it's over. You don't convert a fourth down. It's over. There is no, okay, get them next drive. There is no more, okay, we'll get them next play. That's it. The Niners had the Chiefs one bad play away from, you know, Niners winning the Super Bowl. And it just goes to show you, you cannot, you cannot end it. And this is why I got on the Bills for taking a field goal as opposed to going for it. You cannot end the game with the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. You can't do it. You can't do it and expect to win a Super Bowl. The Niners, was it the prettiest game? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, early on, it was one of the worst games that we'd ever seen. Like, there was nothing doing in the Super Bowl. It was a super bore. And, by the way, the halftime show sucked as well. So, yeah, I like the music, too, dating back 20 years ago. But it was awful. I thought the halftime was a bore. I thought the commercials were bad. I think the Super Bowl, in all honesty, the Super Bowl has jumped the shark. Like, it's such a buildup. It's such a spectacle and all that. It's, it's just it's gotten out of control. And the game that is weighed the most by most people feels like an exhibition game. There's no atmosphere, no feel, whatever. All that aside, the actual game itself, and maybe that has something to do with it, the fact that there was a layoff with the two weeks, the fact that there's no home crowd atmosphere, that has something to do with it. But the game was a snooze fest for the first three quarters, basically. Some exciting plays, maybe one or two, but for the most part, it was a snooze fest until the fourth quarter, until overtime. But And then you think about, obviously, you know the greatness of Patrick Mahomes doing what he was doing. Think about, though, all it took for the Chiefs to come back and win that game. They had to execute every single play, every opportunity they had on those final two drives to tie the game. And they did it the first time to tie it, and then obviously in overtime to get the win. And it's just crushing if you're Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. And I feel, even though I hate the 49ers, I just grew up hating them as a franchise, you know, because they were always successful. I felt badly. My first reaction was not happy for Mahomes, happy for Kelsey, happy for Taylor Swift and the Chiefs fans. My first emotion after that game was total empathy for Kyle Shanahan. Not the Niners fans or the Niners as a whole, but specifically Shanahan. Now, the greatness aspect of Mahomes, and this is what naturally everybody's going to do, Oh, he's going to be the greatest of all time. He's, you know, only 28 and he's already won three Super Bowls and he's got 10 to 15 years left. Look, forget about projecting into the future. You don't know what can happen tomorrow. Nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. That is in life. That is in sports. Enjoy it for what it is. And I think the storyline next season is going to be, assuming health, obviously, is going to be. The Chiefs chasing number three in a row, which has never been done before. I think that's going to be an excellent storyline. Who's going to dethrone the Kings? And can they get that elusive third straight Super Bowl that is, you know, nobody's ever been able to get that before. So that'll be a special storyline going in. But just take it for what it is. The Chiefs and Mahomes are one of the great dynasties. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the sport. I mean, not only currently, but talking about the history of the sport. Andy Reid, one of the great head coaches in the history of the sport. And I would have said this even if they didn't win this game. Like, if you think about it, they're there, you know, four out of five years. You know, Reid has been to the Super Bowl before with the Eagles and all the championship games, obviously then building up the Chiefs to be the same type deal, except breaking through more and winning the Super Bowl more. When you get to a point where you win multiple Super Bowls, two, three, four, and on, that's what separates from greatness to all-time Hall of Fame and beyond type stuff. If you win a Super Bowl, like let's say Brock Purdy would have won this Super Bowl, it doesn't mean in my mind at least that he's great. And you shouldn't judge players or coaches or franchises based on the result of one singular game. However, if you continue to win that game multiple times, then it means more. And for Mahomes, for Reed, they are already with room to grow even further or room to, you know, add more trophies. They are already one of the great combinations in the history of the sport. And it is fun to sit back and watch one of the greats do it in real time and appreciate greatness and a dynasty. I'll tell you, personally, watching the Super Bowl for me was fun because it was the first time in a long time, maybe ever, that I did not have any action on the game. None. No pools, no boxes, no bets, no nothing. And I sat back and enjoyed the game for what it was, at least the second half, because the first half, like I said, was a bore. And I had, you know, some family over and my nephew's 10 years old. He loves Mahomes. And it's funny to watch how fans develop, right? I, I don't care what team he roots for, whether, you know, this team I grew up rooting for, whether it's a local team, doesn't matter. But this is how fandom happens. Kids, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, maybe even older, watch the greatness of Mahomes repeatedly, you know, if you think about it, every Super Bowl that my nephew has watched that he can remember has involved Patrick Mahomes, basically. And, you know, to see him root for his guy was fun. To be able to enjoy the game without a skewed view as far as, oh, I need this to happen or I need that to happen or I need this number to end my boxes. And I'm believe me, I'm not knocking people who do it because I did it my whole life, and I, I know the fun of it and the joy of it. However, it was very nice to enjoy the game in its purest form, with no action on the line, no prop bets, no fantasy, minimal rooting interest, pick a storyline that you like, and, and enjoy the game. And maybe that's why I had the emotion of rooting for the Chiefs but feeling bad for the Niners. Either way, it was enjoyable to watch a game with zero action on it. But, I mean, look, it's it's it was a really a game of kind of two halves, I guess, 
where the first part of it wasn't very enjoyable and was being compared to some of the worst, most boring Super Bowls of all time. And then it closed out in tremendous fashion. And, I mean, look, the new overtime rules, I didn't even know the rules. I thought the game, I was thinking, what happens if the overtime ends? Do they just play another overtime with the same rules? Do they continue? Not until Nance and Romo broke it down that I realized that it was really like a quarter is what they were playing. So if the Chiefs not score there, it would have moved on to quote-unquote the second quarter. But either way, um, a, a thrilling end to an otherwise pretty lame game. Uh, you know, from the first three quarters on. So, for, or I should say for the first three quarters. After that, it, it got much better. I thought Romo and Nance were solid. I think Romo's got to be himself more. I think whatever his boss has said at CBS calmed him down. I want more excitable Romo. Come on. Um, and, and again, not that you care about my grades on that necessarily, but just from a viewer standpoint, I didn't. I thought they were fine, but I felt like Romo wasn't his truest version of, of himself, which sometimes could be a little bit out there. I felt like it was a dialed back Tony Romo. Uh, you know, halftime didn't love, commercials, whatever. But the game itself, fourth quarter and overtime, I think will be remembered for a long time. And I'll tell you this, hate on Taylor Swift all you want. I personally was looking forward to seeing her after every Kelsey play, after every positive Chiefs play. I wanted more Taylor Swift. It was fun to see her watch the game. And I'm not a big Swifty. I mean, I'm not even her biggest fan, but I thought it was fun to, to watch her. And I think it added to the intrigue of this game. It made it more exciting, especially, you know, you talk about kids coming over and, you know, my, and my mother's sitting there going, oh, there's Taylor and Travis is going to propose and all that. It was fun to have the added element that Taylor Swift brought to this game. Now, who the hell knows what the future holds about her and Kelsey and next year? Is she going to be following them around? TBD. but. A, a Super Bowl that will be remembered for the fourth quarter and overtime for Taylor Swift, but more importantly, for the greatness of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And you just hope for Kyle Shanahan's sake that eventually he breaks through and gets one because that's a tough pill to swallow where he's had some brutal losses in the Super Bowl. And that's something that's not going to leave him until he ends up hoisting that Lombardi trophy. All right, that does it for us. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. What the hell are we going to do now? Football's officially over. Get me the pitchers and catchers. Please download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you later.